0: Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome everyone. My name is Brett Shansenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I'm your host this morning. And I'm super excited to have with me, Mr. Carlton Lund. Carlton is the co-founder of the Lund team, a real estate firm. And he is also Mr. Carl's Bad Carlton. Thanks for joining me this morning. So great to be here. Good to have you. So as you know, the chamber is celebrating its 100th anniversary as an organization. And this is actually our 100th episode of our podcast. So how fabulous Yeah. Is that? You are significant in so many ways today. Um, but I wanna start with um, you and your background a little bit because we're gonna dive into some of the amazing things that you've been a part of and that you've seen the Chamber be a part of and et cetera. But first, let's talk about um, about the Lund team. You've been a broker since looks like since 1980. That's correct, yeah. That's yep. quite a history of uh, real estate. Let's just say you've seen some ups and downs, I suppose seen the whole gamut. Yeah. I the <laughs> not not too much happens in the market that you haven't already experienced. <laughs> that, that would be correct. Yep. <laughs> and uh you guys started the Lund team, it looks like you and Sandy, yep. your, your lovely bride, yes, in uh 1982. That's correct. And started right here in the in Bressy Ranch or in Carlsbad at least. In Carlsbad. Yeah. Yep. Moved into your current offices um when was that? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And uh beautiful offices there in the Bressy Ranch area. Um and so uh tell us a little bit about um real estate and what
1: you love about that business. Well, real estate um is something that I have always loved. I came here in nineteen seventy two seventy three, I bought my first house on Carlsbad Boulevard. Nice. It's gone up a little since then. (laughs) It was 47.5. Oh, Um, man. And I would say today it's a million five. Yeah. So that shows you what time in a great area can mean to you. Right. Location, location, location. Yes. (laughs) And I just fell in love with Carlsbad. I just, I drove through this town. I was on a coastal highway, and uh, it just, called to me and within a day i bought a house wow yeah (laughs) you you were hooked i just i saw an opportunity i looked at that ocean and uh i just couldn't believe that it was the end of the continental united states and that's where my house would be oh how amazing it was a half a duplex (laughs) yeah had a little rental unit with it but uh I'm guessing
0: back then uh, the forty-seven thousand might have been a you know a good, a, a decent yeah price and a stretch, but yep. um you wisely made that investment, <laughs> gave me a start, you bet. <laughs> and so um, you guys, your firm, uh, which is a family firm family and, and yes. continues to operate as a family business, um, you have been. Um, very successful in um, you know, serving the North County area and probably even beyond just North County, all of San Diego County. Um, so talk about
1: the team that's there right now. Well, the team right now is uh, Tyson Lund, who is the broker of record. Jeff Pashby that uh, I met, he was like 15 years old and he was a student at Carlsbad High. And he came in with a whole portfolio of information and a spreadsheet, and I thought, "How old is this kid?" And uh, he has been he is a managing partner of the company now, and uh, so we've got he and uh, Tyson and Garrett Lund. Uh, he has moved to Tennessee and a year ago, uh, but still uh, is well-informed in the business of real estate and so on and uh, we've got a couple people that uh, are helpers and and agents in the real estate of the Lenti and uh, we have it's been a wonderful trek for, for 40 years
0: yeah oh, it's great so uh, helping people buy sell invest all the above yes yeah. wonderful and One of the things that you guys have, one of the things that's been very prominent for you and Sandy and your firm, but let's talk about you and Sandy, is uh, your priority on community service and giving. Critical. Yeah, and giving back. You guys were voted Citizens of the Year, Citizen of the Year in 2007. Congratulations. That was nice. Talk about why it's critical, and then we're going to get into some specifics.
1: Well, um, I've given like three commencement speeches uh, in my life, and it I always entitled it, Be Somebody. Mm. I believe that we're brought on earth to do something more than just live life. Um, so it's always been a mantra of mine to, to do a little more, to care about the community, care about your fellow people. Probably most significant, um, that i believe in is kindness yes i don't know of anything that you can do better in life than just simply be kind and i see it right on there your kindness uh, logo is right on the door and uh i think it i think that's one of what drives me i look at it all the time sandy is a very kind person we go out in the community and we talk and uh it's a very simple thing to do but it it uh, affects people in a really, really positive way.
0: That's wonderful. And yes, we are going to circle back to that topic of kindness here dur- during our discussion today, for sure, because you've started some really neat initiatives around that. And uh, and we'll share how we've picked up some of those initiatives on our own, as you've already uh, alluded to a little bit. I want to highlight a few uh, specific things that you chose to Engage and spend your time in because time is a huge resource that we can give back to our community um, You were involved in the Chamber of Commerce and our Board of Directors yep. for a number of years you um, Were a founding member of the Carlsbad Charitable Foundation and yes. still you and Sandy are active on that board you've been involved on the Education Foundation and I I probably miss some other boards but um, but talk about uh,
1: donating your time time is something I have now Um, I'm not as active in real estate although we talk it all the time and so on but um, I just believe that going out enjoying things that you do try to do something in better community and uh, make me joyful what I get up each morning to to think about doing. Yeah, very
0: nice. The um we've had the uh Charitable Foundation as a guest on this podcast, and of course you know and hopefully some of those listening already know what a great impact they have in Carlsbad. They've the aggregate total donations that they've pumped back into Carlsbad's well over a million dollars now. It is. It is unbelievable. Is fantastic. So Thank you for being a founding member of that. Um, And the Carlsbad Educational Foundation puts over a million dollars a year into the schools here in Carlsbad, huge positive impact. Yeah, And then the Chamber, and that's what we're partially here to talk about, our 100 years of um, existence and impact. And so I wanna go through a few of the things that you personally were involved in with the Chamber. Um, because I know your passion and and things, um, tell us tell us the whole background story of
1: Legoland coming to Carlsbad. So, as soon as I got a little glimpse that that might be a possibility, I sent a letter to Billund, Denmark. My dad's name was Bill Lund. Um, and I just thought that was ironic yeah. and um, I I really, really got passionate about it from day one and uh, I campaigned along the promenade, I rollerbladed an awful lot in my earlier years and I campaigned yes on Lego and I couldn't believe anyone was against sure. Legoland. Um, but I found someone. I saw someone at a uh, uh, at a coffee shop in Carlsbad, and he they were writing that Legoland would uh, cause prostitution. And... Oh my! Oh. <laughs> and I actually spent a little time to tell them that I believe that they were slightly misinformed in <laughs> the interpretation of what Legoland meant. <laughs> it is I, I still. I think it's just comical that anyone would even have a thought that way. Um, and with the opening of Legoland on March 19, 1999, I was deeply involved. My dad walked through the gates with the owner of of all Legoland, uh, and he was speaking Norwegian, and the gentleman was speaking Danish. And uh, my mother was there too. She was interviewed by USA Today, and she did not tell an accurate age of of herself. She was <laughs> off by 10 years. Um, <laughs> and uh, walking through the door and having 25 kids that uh, had cancer uh, mm. as my guest uh, and spending that day with them was one of my most remarkable days that I ever mm. had in my life. To just spend, I remember little Johnny, a uh, African-American little guy that uh, he was sad and I just, I said, do not be sad. It's mm. going to be the greatest single day of your life. And it ended up being that way. Mm. Um, so that was a really, really special oh, That's thing. great. Um,
0: and for those that don't know, uh, you know, in the early 1990s, as Lego was looking, it was a competitive deal. A thousand sites in North America they were looking at. Wow. And then it came down the fine. I don't know how they vetted from a thousand, but it came down to two. To two, two. Carlsbad and the East Coast site. That's right. And uh, I know Elaine Littleton was very involved.
1: deeply Um, involved. She was the chair of the chamber.
0: Yep. She was the chair of the board and she really took this ball. And I know you were part of that. And um, uh, I believe, were you even part of the delegation that ended up going over there? I didn't go
1: to that delegation, but um, as soon as they got there, John Jacobson and everyone, we engaged quite immediately. And And got involved. That's great. And as you pointed
0: out, uh, Legoland opened in 1999. Now, I've done a little unofficial study. So this isn't like, you know, (laughs) this isn't like I hired some firm to go do all this data analysis. But, you know, you can do a lot with spreadsheets these days. And so with my own little unofficial analysis, since Legoland opened in 1999, if you draw about I'd say about a seven-mile radius circle around Legoland, there's been 1.5 hotels per year that have opened. And, of course, the bulk of those right here in Carlsbad, a few, you know, you have some in Oceanside, Vista, Encinitas. But most of those, because we're up to 46 hotels now in Carlsbad, Wow, 5,000 beds and the bulk of that has been since Legoland opened in 99 they they of course themselves have two hotels with a third planned but it's not just their own it's oh, all, absolutely all over this community and as you know um, Carlsbad is now the the second um, generates the second highest dollars tourism dollars in the county only San Diego generates more tourism revenue than Carlsbad does
1: i felt it it's amazing that it would be a very, very important aspect. And and when it came about, it was, things were slow. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a, a grudging economy. Yeah. And uh, I just thought, oh my gosh. And then I thought about the jobs. And opening day, I met a sixteen-year-old. That was at the concession stand, and at the ticket entry was an eighty-three-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what a blessing. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible thing to have that aged economy and at the same time employ people over all these years. That yeah. was the one thing that I, I really got so passionate about. I just thought about jobs locally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and to your point, um, all four of my sons have worked there oh, at some point. Bless you. <laughs> for so different. Great. Yeah, a couple of them did, you know, a summer season, and then one of my sons ended up working there about three years. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's a fantastic workforce development tool here in our community for so many young people. So, that's a, a great point. Um, so, we are actually going to take a quick break, we're going to take a pause, and when we come back, we're gonna switch topics and start talking about the Carlsbad sign. Stay with us, we're talking to Carlton Lund from the Lund team, we'll be right back. So Carlton, we were just sharing about the amazing impact of Legoland and how engaged the chamber was in helping you know, lead a delegation to, to, to bring that to reality and, and you were a part of that. But you also found another passion project here in Carlsbad. I think, if I know correctly, and I please correct if I'm off, but around the year 2000, you got really inspired by one of our neighboring communities. Do you want to tell us that story?
1: The Encinitas fi- sign. Oh, my gosh. When that, when that was lit, I just thought, immediately, we have to have a Carlsbad sign. It is so mandatory. I just was as driven as could be. And uh, that's when it started. As soon as I saw that sign lit up in Encinitas,
0: and we had had a sign yes. back in the 1930s, and I don't really know the full story of what particular development might have necessitated coming down, but it had been here, and then it was gone,
1: and it was gone for a long time. Yeah, it uh, it was built in 1938. Okay, and uh, no one really knows when it uh, it came down, but it was very close. It was within about forty feet of the current sign.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you got inspired by the Encinitas sign, and you took up the mantle. Um, it became. It, it took a while. <laughs>
1: <It did. laughs> but what? you were persistent. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think it's the Norwegian in me. I think I'm not the brightest guy in the in the book, but. Uh, with that I, perseverance. Perseverance is something that I've got.
0: <laughs> something I've learned. And it was around about the time that you were chairing our board That's in correct. 2013, 2014, yep. that uh, you brought the project to full fruition. It did. And one of our big corporate members uh, stepped up. Talk about who they are.
1: The golf tailor-made. Oh, Taylor made golf, my goodness so um i had sold a couple different houses to mark king who was the ceo of TaylorMade made golf and so my approach was pretty simple i said mark what kind of uh volume did you have this year (laughs) he said well it was about two billion dollars in sales and i said i was wondering do you think you could afford a quarter an hour for 110 years (laughs) 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 I'd have to really scratch my head at that math but (laughs) and that is $225,000 that's what the math equates to but I broke it down pretty simply and that really intrigued him and he uh he said call me back tomorrow at 10 and I'll give you an answer I called him back the next day at 10 and he said we'll do it wow and that was a blessing because wow. trying to get twenty-five dollar donations <laughs> to get to two hundred twenty-five thousand, uh, I'd be about two hundred sixty-three years old. Yeah, uh, <laughs> doing that, so that worked out well. And so i
0: i I have two conflicting dates, but I know you're the guy who's going to clear this up. I couldn't figure out was it December of 2014 or January of 2015 when it was lit
1: up. The first, it was pre-lit uh, on December. Oh, okay. 29th, uh, just to test it. I but see. the official dedication was January 8th. Okay. Yeah. No wonder I'm 2015. confused. 2015. <laughs> no, it, it actually was lit. We saw that it lit, and it was exciting. You can imagine, uh, 83 feet long to bring it in. It weighed 21,000 pounds. Wow. And uh, it was a big thing coming to town, but when that Finally got anchored and it got lit. It was a joyful day to an awful lot of people. Well, and
0: it and it continues because it's as you could see, as a visionary guy, um, it's a signature shot of being in Carlsbad. So now every tourist who every comes person. to visit takes yeah. a picture of it, takes a picture of
1: themselves with it in the background, et cetera, et cetera. I can, I can come down in the car and I will see people almost always with a camera. I've seen people get married under the sign. Oh, wow. I've seen people dancing. I've seen joy. And it absolutely pleases me to no end to see how vital it is to this city. It's the name of our city.
0: Yeah. No, and it's fantastic. And uh, I know um, – so t- – 2015 January 2015 it officially lights up and, and I know other communities since then have you know followed you know Love it.
1: that Escondido yep Escondido came as a direct result of that yeah and that's a lovely sign song it is. There for that sign lighting and uh,
0: and others which is it's just great um, you've been involved in, in a few other things that have had a very positive impact maybe This one's maybe not so um, glamorous and it's more behind the scenes, but you were also really involved in the push for the desal plant. Absolutely. Talk about
1: that project. Um, Well, the one thing um, we have to export all the time is is water. And when it first came to light, um, it As soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is just incredibly important to have a water source. Right. And uh, it was turned down in Huntington Beach for some reason. God only knows why, because it is an important source, and you've got the most unlimited resource in the world, the ocean, right there.
0: Right at our doorstep. Take the salt
1: out and put the water back uh, in the ocean. And uh, absolutely, I just saw that, and uh, I... I definitely campaigned hard for that. Yeah. And it was a lengthy process.
0: It's kind of – as you're pointing out, it feels like it should be a no-brainer, but nothing (laughs) – I don't know why, but nothing (laughs) seems to be a no-brainer these days. Um, And it took quite a while, but it got through. And now – you know, and it's been open, of course, now for a while, but um, 50 million gallons a day comes into our drinking water supply locally because of it
1: critically important.
0: Yeah. You know, we hear a lot about um, droughts. And of course, you and I are sitting here after kind of a record-breaking winter uh, year, which is fantastic and so necessary. But we know the next drought's not far away. And um, having these kind of sources, uh, you know, our own sustainable sources of water that don't rely on the Colorado River or things like that are critical. So um, that's... That's an amazing asset we have right here in our community. I want to circle back to the topic that you kind of kicked us off with, though, which is kindness, yes, and um for you, it's not just you know a catchphrase for you. it's not just you know something cool to put on a bumper sticker. You actually took some extra steps and established kindness meters I yes, would, I would love for you to share about that.
1: Well, I just had this idea. Um, I thought, what better way to promote kindness than to have meters and just see what the results might be? I just thought I was optimistic. I'm an optimistic guy. Sure. You know, I just think that people would participate in it. And uh, how many meters did you set up? Well, we put uh, six around town, Okay. and uh, there's still a couple of meters at uh, Big John's uh, oh, sure. tip-top meet. Um, and they were definitely by the corner, by the sign. Okay, um, We had a couple of people that had disregard for the signs and knocked them down and mm. tried to take... Out of it, it was totally mm. against all thoughts of kindness, as, as mm. far as I could understand. But the concept was was good, and I just loved the feeling of driving. I drive the coast almost every day. I mm. just feel that it's just the neatest place to drive. But to see people putting money in those meters was always a, a really good feeling, and uh, I'm glad I did it. I think it uh, it's a great concept. Kindness will never be uh, out of the way in, in my mind. and uh, It's always in vogue. It's never a bad time for kindness. Never. I love that statement. And, that is uh, exactly right. We
0: uh, at the Chamber have continued to take up your mantle of promoting kindness, as you know, and um, we have uh, partnered with our good friends at Kids for Peace for yes. a, a whole corporate kindness initiative, which... I'm proud that we initiated – they approached us. I have to give them the credit. They approached us and said we want to take our success with the great kindness challenge that they have that's in schools and try to port it over to corporate America. And we were like, yes, absolutely. And so I think we're up to something like 85, maybe maybe more, maybe 90-plus companies here in Carlsbad that have taken the pledge and become kindness certified. But – What's even more exciting is we're up to 27 chambers that have taken on this initiative. Wow. And so now it's got a chance to really expand because if we can start to get, you know, multiple hundreds of companies in all of those communities, that's something. That's how it spreads. Yeah, that's something really exciting. Established so, to know. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. But I, I again, uh, hearken back to, to you and taking a leadership role in kindness in this community. And, uh, um, so appreciative of that, and um, and yeah, here we continue it on. We sure do. I want to let our folks know, um, this being our 100th anniversary and this being our 100th episode of our podcast, we are gearing up for um, a gala. Um, we're going to have a... Um, a Centennial Gala on Friday, October 13th at the West End, so right now would be a perfect time for our listening audience to go to the Chamber's website, carlsbad.org, and purchase tickets or tables or both, all the above. And But I want to give a quick shout out because you and your lovely wife will be one of our honorary chair folks for our gala. Oh, that was, that's very nice to hear. And we're very blessed that you uh, accepted and will be there and uh, be part of it. So this gala, of course, is meant not only to celebrate 100 years of impact of the chamber, but also to raise some money so we can continue and grow our impact and along some of these wonderful lines that, uh, you know, we've been talking about today with, um, you know, positive economic impact like you and Legoland and uh, positive community impact like the desal plant and kindness. So... Um, it's, I've, you know, in full disclosure, I've only had the chance to be part of this amazing community and chamber for five years, but I'm looking forward to uh, continuing leading all this great stuff that you've been a part of and others have been a part of for
1: many years and uh, into the future. I'm so proud of how you've embraced those important concepts. Thank you so much for you absolutely not just looking at it casually, but in embedding it in your mantra as a chamber. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, it's
0: uh, I was fortunate enough to know you before I ever got to Carlsbad and uh, and knew what a a fantastic leader you were. So um, it was one of the things that drew me here when the opportunity arose. So I appreciate you. I absolutely
1: campaigned heavily for your <laughs> posturing in this
0: position. Well, thank you for that because it's definitely been a blessing to me. And uh, look forward to many, many more years, both of the Lund team continuing to do great work in this community and uh, you and Sandy and, um, and all of it.
1: Thank you so much. What a great, great interview. We appreciate it so much. And God bless America and God bless Carlsbad.
0: Amen. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.